Good evening. I hope everybody's doing well today on this beautiful Sunday evening. It's another hot and sunny day out there, and I trust everybody is doing well and fantabulous today, and I uh, hope everybody got their nap in and uh, ready to have evening service this evening and uh, how else would you have evening service if it was not in the evening so i've just putting that out there that if you're going to have evening service generally it's best to have it in the evening so just putting that out there in case she wasn't aware of that in case there was some confusion i thought that might bring some clarification all right. So, uh, uh, nothing worse than having a preacher that's a smart aleck, but you know, hey, whatever. So, uh, uh, but I do hope everybody had a good weekend and a good day today. And, uh, uh, just, um, you know what? Let's go ahead and dive into God's Word. We're going to look at Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Isaiah 41, verse 10. So if you have your Bibles handy or iPads or phones or whatever it is that uh, tickles your fancy, be sure and get those out and uh, we will read that this evening. Uh, Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. As me, Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. So, uh, uh, messed up again every single Sunday. I always say I want to get the prayer request sheet. In fact, Dad was reading it off this morning, and I said, well, I said to self, and I said, yeah. And I said, be sure and get that when church is over with. And I said, okay. And as soon as church is over with, got talking to people, breaking all my stuff down, and walked right out and forgot it again. So I apologize that I am a cotton-headed ninny muggins, but uh, oh well. Uh, of course, obviously, um, uh, we need to pray for the uh, Payne family and uh, uh, pray for, um, uh, gosh, uh, let me try to think here, uh, pray, pray for Joe Freeman and his family, uh, most definitely, and um, be praying for, uh, you know, obviously his, his children and those he's leaving behind. You know, uh, I was talking to uh, uh, Rita Allen uh, last night. She said they've been friends with Joe over uh, 27 years, almost 30 years. And, you know, friends can be uh, as close or closer than family. And uh, I think a lot of people, when someone passes away, they try to, to minimize that pain, saying, well, it was just a friend, you know, as if uh, that pain uh, isn't real, uh, and it's only real for, for those who are, are of blood, and uh, that's not true. Uh, in fact, losing a friend is just as devastating as a brother or sister or mother or father because uh, oftentimes you can be more closer uh, to someone like that than uh, someone in your own household. And so uh, uh, be praying uh, for, those, uh, for the members of the praise team uh, who had such close ties uh, to Joe and uh, uh, be praying, uh, of course, you know, obviously for his children and such and uh, his significant other. And uh, uh, so it'd be a tragic loss. He's a very talented man, good man, and uh, uh, thought the world of him. I really did. And he will truly, truly be missed. But um, again, uh, pray for uh, Ron Thompson. Uh, he is uh, uh, not doing 
real well and uh, he uh, he's in the hospital so we'll be praying for him and for Thelma and uh, be praying for um, uh, gosh I'm trying to think here well Wendy Lee I know they were traveling back today and uh, her husband said to be praying for um, uh, traveling mercies on the way back praying for her uh, pray for Kim Penix and Robert Penix uh, Kim she's going through a lot right now Robert just the uh, losing his his father Hoover Smith just lost his mother and her, her his mother and uh, you know it just gosh you know uh, it just seems like there's a lot of death right now it's just it's crazy uh, and um, uh, there's so many others uh, I, I feel uh, so bad uh, that I can't remember them all but the Lord knows the hearts and minds. He knows um, what's going on. And so uh, we're going to give it over to God. And uh, knowing He's going, He knows all those needs. And He will answer those according to His riches and glory. So let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this blessed day that you've given us. Thank you, Lord, for your grace, your mercy. And Lord, thank you for your love, your joy, your peace. Uh, Lord, I just want to lift up Joe Freeman uh, and his, his family, Lord Jesus. Uh, uh, Lord, uh, uh, I know that if we tell you to give Joe a message, he'll get it. And Lord, let him know that he uh, was loved and appreciated and that we will miss him. And uh, Lord, I pray for his family and uh, peace upon them. And be with the praise team, Lord. I know this is a uh, devastating loss for them as well and that you will uh, give them peace uh, for during this very difficult time and strength uh, Lord that you'll watch them and uh, God protect them and Lord I pray that uh, you'll be with Wendy Lee and I pray that you'll be with Kim Penix and Robert Penix and Hoover and uh, Lord I pray that uh, uh, you'll be with uh, Verda Campbell and uh, Richard Campbell and his father and uh, Lord I pray that uh, you'll be with Linda Feathers and David Feathers and Pray that you be with Mr. Ron Thompson, Lord. You'll bring healing upon him and that you will guide the doctor's hands to bring him to full and complete health. Uh, Lord, you know, I think very highly of Ron and uh, pray that you'll be with him. Uh, Lord, I pray that um, uh, you'll be with the uh, uh, all the prayer requests and concerns that's put out there, Lord Jesus, and uh, that you'll help them and guide them and all the unspoken concerns, you know, the hearts and minds of those situations. Be with our country. Bring healing upon this land. Lord, we thank you, we love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, if you've got any prayer requests or concerns, you know, even though we just prayed, if you want to put those uh, uh, in the uh, comments section there, even though I was not able to address them uh, at this specific time, uh, but uh, others can read that and they can uh, address that. Uh, uh, they can pray about that as well. That's one great thing as Christians. We get to come together and uh, we can pray for each other at any given time. So praise the Lord for that, you know. Uh, as far as announcements go, can you think of anything specifically? Uh, you know, uh, of course, we on Wednesday night we'll have our online service at 7 and church uh, Sunday at 11. But, uh, you know, we were trying to, you know, I've been announced a little bit about um, possibly doing a car and bike show in uh maybe in uh i don't know it's around september i think but with this uh whole COVID mess unfortunately i think we're going to, have to put it on hold because it's uh, it is rising exponentially and i don't know i keep making heads or tails you know it's uh you know florida got busted for uh making up numbers uh and so you know i i don't know 
what to believe anymore. You know, first wear a mask, don't wear a mask, need to wear a mask. It's, it's you know, uh, you see that COVID deaths seem to be going down and recovery seems to be going up. And then you read that Texas and Arkansas is bringing in refrigerated uh, trucks because uh, all the deaths. I don't, you know, guys, I I just don't know what to believe anymore. I honestly don't know. I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on things. And um, if it looks like it's going to level off, if it looks like um, it's going back down, uh, I'm going to still try to maybe plan for something, uh, even if it's around October. Ain't no reason why we can't have a car and bike show in October. But I, uh, I might try to coordinate it with, uh, you know, we normally do the harvest party uh, around Halloween. Maybe we could do something then. I don't know. I just, uh, just keep your ears open. And I'm just going to try to play it and see how it goes. And uh, uh, I just, uh, I like to do something. But it seems like every time I try to plan, that's when they, they start spouting the increase of things. I know there's churches shutting down again, and that's something I do not want to do. I want us to stay open as long as we can. Unless we're just forced to shut down, I want us to stay open. That's, that's not, to me, that's not even an option. I'll be honest with you, that's not even an option. Uh, so don't worry about that. But I know there's banks and uh, that are closing their lobbies. I know there's restaurants are going back to curbside service, drive through and I don't know. It's, it's schools may be... Returning to uh, uh, online uh, only, uh, so I don't know. It's it's insanity right now, obviously. So uh, just be in prayer, and let's just uh, take it a day at a time and see how it goes. And if things look like they're doing what they're supposed to, maybe we can try to get more serious about something. So I just want to give that update. I know I'd mentioned it before, and I thought, well, it might be good to uh, uh, let y'all know something there. But uh, but anyway. Well, let's go ahead and continue our study in Hebrews. And I tell you guys and gals, I have thoroughly enjoyed this study. I have gleaned. If nobody else has learned a thing, I'll be honest with you, I have, it has uh, really uh, been a blessing to me. And uh, uh, Lord has really um, uh, used this uh, to help me in my own spiritual growth. And uh, I've, I've really enjoyed it. So I hope you have too. But let's go ahead and get your Bibles, or like I said, whatever it is you use, devices you use, to look us up. We're going to look at, uh, we'll start out with Hebrews 11, verse 7. So let me bring that up here for those who may not have uh, anything handy. Uh, you can read along with me here uh, this evening. So Hebrews 11, 7 says, By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. All right, friends, let's go ahead and have another quick word of prayer. All right. Lord Jesus, again, we just come before you and praise your holy name. And Lord, we thank you and love you. And Lord, thank you for this opportunity again to spread the gospel message. Lord, thank you uh, for allowing us to come together uh, this evening. And uh, Lord, I pray that you'll guide us in your word. Uh, help us to use this to further spiritual growth. Help us to serve you well each and every day. To live each day as if it were our last. Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I uh, apologize. Uh, my neighbors decided to start mowing. 
at, at all weekend, they've had all day, and right as I start to do uh, evening service, they decide to mow. But hey, maybe they had to work, or maybe circumstances do not allow them uh, to do it to prior. But uh, so I just letting you know. So when you hear that out there, it's as it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, my neighbors over here trying to get his yard mowed. So uh, he's, he's got you know I I know some people get tore up uh, about things like, you know, well, you're not supposed to mow on Sunday, or you're not supposed to, to wash your car on Sunday. Uh, I remember years ago, my mom got on me for washing my car on Sunday, but, you know, guys, it, it you know, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, it's, um, as long as you take a day to observe the Lord, to rest, that's what's important, uh, you know, to try to, to make sure you're honoring God some way. Trust me, you're not going to get to heaven, and God ain't going to look in the in the, in the last book of life, and he's not going to say, oh, you know, you accepted me as your Lord and Savior, but I see where you washed your car on Sunday. Oh, and you mowed too. Well, wish I could let you in. Too bad. No, that's that's not how it works, all right? It is uh, uh, the, uh, 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 you know, as long as you know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, that's all that matters. Jamie says the pregnant man. I don't know what that means, Jamie, but uh, okay. If that's what makes you happy, then uh, more power to you. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but anyway, for those on the website, uh, I'm reading on our uh, social media there uh, where somebody's commented. Uh, you know, when we look at this passage here uh, this evening, uh, we um, have to uh, keep in mind, sorry, I got a bunch of stuff in the floor here. Uh, we have to keep in mind that, um, uh, you know, nobody's perfect, all right? I just want to put that there. I know that may come as a surprise to some, that <laughs> nobody's perfect. You know, uh, I'll I tell, tell some tales on Dad. It's not to uh, uh, embarrass him or uh, to uh, uh, to make make fun of him, no stretch of imagination, but he's telling me one time that he uh, uh, was doing a funeral and uh, preached a whole funeral uh that uh uh for talking about a mother's love and uh, talking about how great motherhood was and uh, which would be great uh if it was the mother laying in the uh, casket but it was the father <laughs> and uh, he said he said well, it was their own fault they didn't have a pastor and he said they had the funeral home to see me and him get calls for funeral homes where somebody don't have a pastor and have us come out and do a funeral he said, it's our own fault, you know. But, uh, and then I did a funeral. I'm still to this day so embarrassed, feel so bad. I, uh, uh, she, she come to the church and a uh, uh, lovely lady, thought the world of her and uh, uh, knew her uh, daughters. And uh, I was uh, really wanting to do a good job for the funeral. And for whatever reason, uh, I kept calling her by her daughter's name through the whole thing. And I was just, uh, when I got done, I didn't really think about it. It was like the next day it hit me, and I was like, oh, no, I did not do that. And so I went to her husband, apologized, and, uh, you know, uh, I say all that uh, because, you know, sometimes pastors uh, can be, uh, um, elevate themselves, uh, you know, not all of them. There's a lot of good, humble, uh, wonderful pastors out there. Uh, but there are going to be some pastors out there who want to elevate themselves uh, to uh, to seem like they're so spiritually high and mighty. You know, you kind of think, you know, I think good examples like the Pope, you know, he, you know, he kissed the holy rings, you know, kind of thing. You know, and they, they want to act like they're they're above 
their uh, uh, humanity, if you will, because they've reached a, a level of spiritual enlightenment. And, uh, you know, it's ridiculous. Uh, all men have feet of clay. We all mess up. We all sin. Uh, we all screw up uh, every single day. And, uh, you know, it is, um, uh, I think it's good to, uh, that me and Dad can share stories that humanize us. Does that make sense? That uh, uh, lets you know that, you know, hey, we're no better than you. Uh, we, we, we struggle daily. Uh, we have our battles we have to fight. And, uh, you know, it's just that we just happen to be men who have been called to uh, present the gospel. But we still have our struggles of battles just like everybody else does. And, uh, you know, so when we look at these men that we're reading here in Hebrews, because you may be wondering, what in the world is he talking about? When we look at these men in Hebrews, you know, we look at these great men of faith, you know, and, and we were uh, looking at uh, Abel, and we were looking at Enoch, and tonight we're looking at Noah, and if we have time, we're going to look at uh, Abraham and Sarah. And, and, you know, we see these individuals of, of great uh, faith. And in these passages, they may not specifically talk about uh, their low points. They may specifically talk, point out uh, their shortcomings. But those who were listening at this particular time and place in history, they were fully aware uh, of uh, the shortcomings and, the, and some of the problems that they had. Uh, and uh, so I have them to understand that they were truly men of faith. You know, I can uh, truly identify uh, with Peter maybe more so than Paul, you know, uh, it, it more, you know, I don't know, sometimes that's a 50-50 uh, thing there, you know, sometimes I feel like Paul, you know, I, why do I do the things I don't want to do, but I don't do the things I want to do, you know, kind of thing. But then you think about Peter, who's always put foot in mouth and always, you know, that's me, I'm all the time, all the time open my mouth is to exchange feet. I'm all the time screwing up uh, that way, you know. So I was talking to somebody the other day, uh, they sent me a text, and I forgot how we got on the topic, but I said, uh, uh, I said, I forgot, I was texting, uh, um, I don't know who I was texting, but uh, I might have been dad or something, whatever. But it was, uh, I was, <laughs> unfortunately, now it's been a long time ago, it wasn't like it was anything recent, you know. But I was talking about someone, and I had uh, actually sent the text to that person instead of him. And you talk about embarrassing, and you talk about backpedaling, and you talk about just like, Oh my gosh, I just want to crawl under something, all right? <laughs> That's why I feel like Peter a lot of times, you know, uh, sometimes that mouth running faster than you think and you're not paying attention to what you're doing and it gets you into some trouble sometimes. But, you know, we can identify with, with individuals that even though, you know, that's one great thing about God's Word is that we can understand, you know, you look at, fair, at fables, you look at fairy tales, and um, all you see is the good. All you see is the greatness. Uh, all you see is the superiority uh, of these characters and stories that uh, almost appear flawless uh, and uh, without uh, any weaknesses. Uh, and but that is fairy tale, you know. Uh, but when you look at God's word, you see the truth. Uh, you see the reality uh, of God's word, and it exposes not only great men of faith, but also exposes their weaknesses. You know, God's Word could very easily uh, have removed uh, those shortcomings uh, of so many of these great men uh, and women uh, of the gospel. But uh, it puts that in there 
And I think it puts that in there so that we can relate better uh, to these individuals and have a better understanding of who they were. And uh, so that when we screw up, we can identify with these individuals and say, you know what, they screwed up too. I mean, you look at David, a man after his own heart, and uh, here he uh, committed murder, he committed adultery, and uh, uh, and he screwed up. Now, that doesn't say, well, well, David screwed up, so I guess it's no big deal if I have an extramarital affair. No, that is wrong. See, that's the point. As you see that they were wrong, he was deeply distressed. In fact, the, the son he had with his extramarital affair died. Uh, there's consequences to his actions. And so God, you know, that's a showing, demonstrating. We don't want to go down that path. Uh, we want to do those things that are uh, are, are uh, glorifying unto God. And so we don't want to, to do those things and say, well, just because they were weak, we excuse that. No, we don't excuse sin. Sin is abhorrent in God's eyes. So even though we read about these shortcomings uh, in God's word, it does not give us the excuse uh, to uh, to get out there and, and to sin that much more, you know. As of course Paul addressed that, you know, should we sin that grace much more abound? No, he was like, you do not do that, you know. So even though and I think it's a great thing that you know uh, when we see our uh, uh, own struggles mirrored in these great men of God, uh, it gives us hope uh, to continue the faith, to continue the fight, to continue to push forward uh, in our um, relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, because if we, all these people were, uh, you know, looked like they were perfect, we would get discouraged. You know, and be like, well, there's no way I can live up to that. There's no way that I can do this, and you would just give up. And but when we see that these people uh, had uh, were uh, dealt with sin and problems themselves, we're like, well, you know what? They messed up. They had problems too, but they kept they kept pushing forward. They kept doing the right thing, and so they, you know, and that's what we have to do. We have to stay the course. We have to keep pushing forward, even though we're seeing a world right now in utter chaos. I mean, there's no no uh, no. I don't even know what I was trying to say right there. There was a word I was going to say, and it just went, poo. Anyway, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, even the world's going out of chaos, we still have to stay the course. We have to, to do what is right, holy, and glorifying in God's eyes. So don't, uh, you know, uh, even though, you know, I get frustrated too with what's going on in the world, but let's don't let that uh, jade us. Uh, in our Christian walk. Let's not that affect our attitudes and uh, uh, let us stand true and strong. Let's be that light, all right? Let's be that light in the world of darkness. Now, with that said, we come to Noah. You know, we're just reading here in Noah, in Noah, in Hebrews about Noah. Ah, what's the matter with me today? But Hebrews, uh, we see here again, by faith, Noah being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen in reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household by this he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness that comes by faith okay so when we see that all right now um there's a couple of things i want to look at here and um I know if you want to go ahead, I'm not going to read it right now, but if you want to go ahead and look at keep your finger there in Hebrews, but um, Genesis 6, uh, 11 through 12, let's see, yeah, Genesis 6, hold on here, let me make sure that's where I'm telling you the right verses here, Genesis 6, okay, uh, no, uh, we're just going to look at Genesis 6, and then we're going to jump around to some verses here, but go ahead and turn there if you want to as I'm discussing this. Now, remember that um, 
when Noah was called to do this, uh, now he was 500 years old, all right? Remember that. 500 years old. He was 600 years old when the, the ark was completely finished. Uh, and uh, he lived another 350 years after that. So you got to think he's almost uh, I don't know, 950 years old uh, when he died. You know, I couldn't imagine... You know, I, I you know we I, I always like the the fictional uh, movie and TV series, The Highlander. I, I've always been fascinated by that. Uh, uh, there could be only one, and and they were immortals. And the only way you can take their powers by taking their head. And for those who've never seen this, you probably say, I probably sound like a complete crazy person right now. But that should be, if you know me, that shouldn't be nothing new. But uh, I just can't imagine uh, living. Uh, you know. 900 years, uh, you know, uh, I just, what you would see and how history would, uh, what you would witness, uh, it'd, just, it'd be mind-blowing, you know, it'd be mind-blowing. And, and I'm sure Brandy couldn't imagine being stuck with me for 900 years. And um, I would say, dare say that when the floods came, she would have dove off the side of the ark. So, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Uh, it's a possibility. I don't know. But, um, uh <laughs> So, you know, when you got to think, when God called Noah to do this, uh, they may not even seen rain. They probably never even know what a flood was. And uh, so here he is, God has called him to build this, this ship uh, far away from any water in the middle of a desert. And, um, you know, I can imagine... The people there probably thought he was a crazy person, probably thought he was insane, probably mocked him and made fun of him, probably threw stuff at him and called him names and all this stuff. You know, there's some legends that, uh, you know, I was talking about uh, last time. Uh, it kind of it fascinates me, some of these legends uh, that are surrounded. Uh, these This is nothing biblical. Uh, these are legends that um, were come about uh, from the Jews or the Greeks or what have you. And uh, that surrounded uh, the story of Noah or some of these other stories that we have here. And it, it is said that, uh, uh, that uh, Noah planted a, a teak tree. I, I'm not sure. I need to look. That, I should have looked that up to see what a... Uh, a teak tree. In fact, well, let me look and see here. What is it? That's one great thing about Google is we can look things up very quickly here. So let's see here. A teak tree. Let's see what that looks like here. Let's see here. All right. So it just looks like any other tree. In fact, I think it looks kind of like a maple tree if you want to look there. So... There you go for those online. There we go. Kind of looks like a, and uh, so no longer a very big tree, but the legend goes that the teak tree was so, uh, that it grew, it took 20 years to grow, and then it grew big enough that all the lumber needed for the ark uh, was supplied from that one tree. Uh, and that Noah didn't know how to, uh, to make uh, the ship or the boat or whatever you want to call it. And uh, said that uh, he, God told him to look at the belly of a bird, and that's how he knew uh, to do that. So, uh, you know, that's obviously that is not biblical. Uh, that is just a, a mere story or legend attributed uh, to Noah uh, that uh, that was given. But you know, I, just, I find little things like that uh, uh, fascinating. And there's, there's another one we'll be talking about here uh, if we get to uh, Abraham. Uh, another little legend about him as well I thought was very interesting. But, um, you know, so uh, 
he was mocked. He was made fun of uh, because, I mean, you can only imagine, uh, you know, if God, you know, if God told you, same as modern day to day, all right, and with say where we were, we were out, uh, well, right here in Tennessee, right here in the hills of Tennessee, out here, I live right here in gray, all right, right here below the fossil side here. So, uh, say God told me, Matt, I want you to build an ark. You know, it would take a lot of faith. It would, it would I mean, it'd be like, okay, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, tell me the dimensions, everything like you did the ark. And here I'm this far away from the ocean. Uh, it would really be, you know, how in the world would I get it to the lake down here at Boone Lake, you know, to, to even get it there. And you can imagine my neighbors and everybody around would be like, look at this stupid idiot, which, if you talk to them, they'd probably say that anyway, but but even more so as as uh, if I was building an ark. But, uh, but, you know, but during that 100-year span, now some try to say uh, that it took 120 years for the ark to be built. Then I read uh, one um, theory that was, took a little less than 100 years because he was 500 years old when he started, 600 years when it finished. You know, I don't know I, the the exact math and the theories. I tell you what, I would like to, I would love to go. Now, Dad's been. I'd love to go to the Ark Encounter in um, uh, was that Kentucky? I like to try to go to that at one time. Uh, if I can get my mouse to work here, come on, man! What's the matter with this thing? I'm trying to. There we go. Uh, yeah. Uh, I yeah. This anyway. I'm just trying to get my mouse to work. I want you all to look. At Second Peter three three through six, and um, well, I'm sorry, but yeah, we'll go ahead and read that first. I'll go ahead and read that first. It says, "Knowing this first of all, that scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing, following their own sinful desires. They will say, 'Where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation.'" For they deliberately overlooked this fact that the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of the water, through the water, by the word of God, and that by means of these, of, of these the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. Okay, uh, specifically referencing Noah and the flood that uh, engulfed this earth. Now, um... As we're here in Second Peter, let's go ahead and look at two five. It said, "If he did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness, with seven others, when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly." Now, the reason why you know, so we see here that um, that Noah was a messenger uh, for. Oh my goodness. I don't think I brought up the scripture there on the website. I apologize. Uh, so um, anyway, the um, um, Noah was called out to uh, to, to let, warn everybody, let them know, uh, to explain to them what was coming. And uh, of course, they were making fun of him. They was giving him a hard time like we were just talking about. But, you know, that really mirrors uh, what we're seeing today. It mirrors the fact that Christians uh, are out there trying to uh, uh, um, tell others that Jesus Christ is returning. 
telling the others that uh, that Christ is uh, is will rapture us out one day. We're trying to tell people about heaven and hell. We're trying to explain these things to individuals out there, uh, and they will uh, people will not uh, will not listen. They uh, they make fun of us. They make us sound like fools. They say that we're we're hateful bigots and that we um, don't know what we're talking about. So that's why we see here in Second uh, uh, Peter three three. Three, three through six, uh, and it's talking about um, uh, that they were scoffers will come last days, following their own simple desires. Now we see that in Second Three, Second Peter three, three through six, but that also makes us think of Second Timothy three, one through three. Let me get that up here. Hold on here, let me get it on the website here, which I failed to do a minute ago. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 3 says, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good. Does that not, my friends, sound exactly what we are witnessing to this very day? And that people are the epitome of this verse of 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 3. See, you know, they, they laughed in uh, Noah's time. It had become an epicenter of evil. Uh, they were given in marriage. They were having babies. And they were laughing and, and carrying on like there was no tomorrow. And that's exactly when Jesus Christ is going to return. Because, uh, you know, people will be saying, well, you said for years, you've said, uh, you know, Christ is coming and look, nothing has happened. And, and you keep saying this and nothing. And, you know, uh, God's judgment um, it, it will, will come. Uh, it came in Noah's time. They may not have understood it. They may not have knew uh, what God's judgment was, his wrath that was going to be uh, 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 revealed uh, and I think that's what we're seeing here today, that in this very verse of 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 3, that uh, because they are lovers of self, lovers of money, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. I mean, these riots that is going on that we're seeing right now, uh, I think, is a generation of those who, who definitely uh, represent what this verse is saying. And you know as well as I do, if I was, if we were in Seattle, or hey, just right down the road here in Johnson City, uh, you had some uh, uh, Black Lives Matter uh, protesters uh, down there. Uh, if I was down there trying to tell them about Jesus Christ, what do you think they would do? They would have told me to expletive, you know, they would have cussed me and uh, told me to go on, or they probably would have tried to start a fight with me. Uh, it, it's amazing uh, when I, if you put something on social media, uh, how that they uh, uh, people will uh, will are like ravenous wolves who will uh, there to attack. I, look, you look at any um, uh, news agency, local news agency, HL, CYB, and um, uh, if they put something on there, say in regards to um, uh, the gay pride parade or something like that effect, and if Christians dare, if Christians dare. Uh, to say anything, oh my gosh, it's just all out uh, an affront, uh, an attack. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you're, we're just bigoted, we're hate-filled, and uh, you know, and, and and God loves everybody, and how dare us, and all this bunch of craziness. You know, uh, God does uh, love us. 
uh, it's evident of his mercy, his wrath. Uh, you know, if it was for his mercy holding back the amount of evil that is out there, things could be far more worse uh, than what they are. But what the, they fail to understand is God hates sin. Come on, people. Quit making allowances for sin. I don't care if it's gay. I don't care if it's straight. Quit making you know those excuses for sin and saying that God's going to uh, just turn the other way and give that a pass. God hates sin. God's word cannot be clearer when it comes to homosexuality in Leviticus and Romans and Galatians. I mean, it's just it, it is it, it it is beyond um, clear. Uh, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, the homosexuality is wrong. There are not 32 flavors of, of sexes. There is two. There is man and there is woman as God has created it. And I don't care how culture wants to define these things. God's word is the litmus test. God's word is the truth. God's word is the defining uh, uh, that, that of all these things. All right. I don't care who likes it. I don't care who gets offended. I don't care how many snowflakes melt. But as Christians, we have a responsibility to speak the truth in love. And, you know, we can't be smacking everybody around the family Bible, but we stand our ground and we say, here's what God's word says. I'll be praying for you and uh, pray that you will come to know Christ, your Lord and Savior, that God will, will change you. And if somebody says, if they are a practicing homosexual and say that they are a Christian, bull hockey. All right. That's not, there's no way you can live in deliberate sin like that. Now, you can be a, a someone who is fighting homosexual tendencies, and you've given your life over to the Lord, and you're trying to fight that, and uh, uh, you, then and maybe you, you slip up, and I don't know how that, anyway, I won't get into all that, but anyway, say, and uh, you know, you're trying to fight that. Then you're no different than any other Christian out there trying to fight uh, those uh, those desires or whatever that are contrary to the Word of God. But if you're just living in blatant, unrepentant sin, no, 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 fresh and salt water can't flow out of the same fountain. And uh, just like I was reading today, Ken Ham actually um, on social media, I put out an article talking about a transgender pastor, and us, I just it just it blows my mind, man. I just uh, I just uh, it's just repugnant. Um, I can imagine uh, how foul it is to the nostrils of God and uh, said that they, the church took a vote and only 62% uh, wanted to vote him out all right? Not because he was a he uh, trying to be a female. And uh, so that shows the degradation uh, of our society today uh, that uh, they, how they have compromised on God's word. They have allowed the indoctrination of society and culture uh, to infiltrate uh, their hearts and minds and in uh, the church as well. And that's a sad thing. That's not a good thing. That's a horrible and bad thing. And so that's why we have to stand true. And just like Noah, uh, who was uh, standing there, uh, trying to explain to them, hey, you know, uh, you've got to, you need to turn now. You need to give your life to to God now. You need to to repent. And in their wickedness, they they scoffed, they laughed, they they hurled insults at him, uh, just as much as we're witnessing that this today. And all we can do uh, is to stay the course. Now, Noah wasn't perfect. All right, uh, he uh, he had his faults too. In fact, uh, there was an instance where he got drunk, and in his nakedness, uh, his sons uh, stepped backwards uh, to cover him, and he cursed them. And uh, you know, 
to the extent as to why they were cursed. There are some theories floating around as to why he cursed them, as to what exactly happened. I don't know beyond a shadow of a doubt, uh, you know, but uh, but that's really not the point of our, our topic tonight. But the fact is, he, he even though he was being a man of faith and he, he did what God told him to do, despite it seemed like crazy out in the middle of a desert building what he was doing, uh, he still, uh, on faith, did what God told him to do. Now, here's one thing I think that's interesting. That's why I had you turn here in Genesis 6. Uh, in Genesis 6, 14, it says, Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. Uh, verse 19, and of, every, and of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort uh, into the ark to keep them alive. With you, tiny shall... Uh, Tiny shall be male and female. They, they shall be male and female. Kids, <laughs> marry me tonight. Tiny, they shall be male and female. All right, so uh, it shows I'm not perfect. Uh, then verse seven, verse one, or chapter seven, verse one. Then the Lord said to Noah, "Go into the ark, and you shall uh, go into the ark, you and all your household, uh, for I have seen that you are righteous before me." in this generation. So if you notice the you is singular, uh, it, it is not plural uh, when we look at these verses. And I find that very significant in the fact that um, uh, it seems that only uh, Noah was the only one that uh, seemed to be of ri be righteous. In fact, maybe his 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 sons, maybe his daughter-in-law, the uh, that uh, daughter-in-laws, uh, perhaps they were wicked. But maybe Noah uh, implored uh, on their behalf before God uh, to allow them uh, into the ark. Because it's very interesting that, particularly in verse one of chapter seven, then the Lord said to Noah, "Go into the ark, and you." All your household, I have seen that you are righteous. So I think it's very significant and very interesting that uh, that God made it a point, uh, that or God's word made it a point for that to be singular uh, in its wording, uh, to to make it a point to show that only Noah was righteous. Uh, and so, uh, uh, you know, that's why you know, as wicked as it was then, that uh, that Noah had that faith, that tenacity. Uh, to continue to keep his eyes on the Lord, to keep his eyes on God. And despite how crazy it may have seemed uh, that he continued the course and to do what is right. And that's what we have to do, no matter what the world may think. Even the world may think that we are insane. Even though the world may think that we are crazy, uh, we have to stay the course. We have to stay what's true. But he implored for his family on, on, their on, on their behalf. And, you know, even if you have a family member, son or daughter, uh, you know, who may be uh, struggling uh, with their identity, uh, you know, sexual identity. Uh, maybe they bought into the lie that uh, homosexuality is okay or, or transgender, whatever it may be. Or maybe your son or daughter is out in the world and, and, and you can't get them to come to church. You know, you don't quit loving them. You know, just like Noah, I think it's a good, good uh, example that uh, even though he... God's word shows you know, explicitly uh, that um, he, only he was righteous, uh, that uh, he prayed on the behalf of his family to still be on the ark. And, and we don't quit loving our children. We don't quit loving our family members. We can't condone sinful actions. Uh, we can't compromise the world. I think a lot of 
parents out there have the misunderstanding and think that they have to condone the action, they have to compromise with the world in order to uh, to accept or to show love for their children. Nothing is further from the truth. You can still love, show love for that for that child, and uh, but encourage them to seek good Christian counseling. Encourage them uh, to get into church and to pray. Cover them in a multitude of prayers. And that's all that uh, all that we, any of us can do uh, as parents uh, is to pray over them. And only allow only God can touch their hearts and minds and to open their eyes, reveal those things of Him before it's too late. And that's what we have to do uh, as as any parent, no matter where your children are at in this world. That's something that we will uh, definitely have to do. So um, let me get over here. Let's see here. All right. I'm trying to see, make sure there's any other verses I want to hit on here. Um, and we see that, you know, and again, you know, we look at uh, Hebrews 11, uh, 1, you know, saying, now faith is the surest things hold for, conviction of things not seen, the evidence of things not seen. Again, you know, uh, we see that um, Noah, you know, uh, the things not seen, you know, it may not have seen rain before. Like I said, he may not have seen these things, but yet on faith, he done that. All right, and uh, so I think that is a is a great thing. And um, let's see here. I think there's hold on here. Genesis. I'm gonna go back over to Genesis real quick. I think there was something else I was wanting to hit on. Let me see here. I apologize. Let's see. Um. Yeah. Well, just going back to uh, in Genesis six, eleven, or twelve. Uh, uh, really what we've been talking about. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence, and God saw the earth. Behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted the way of the, on the earth. So again, I think we're just uh, mirroring a lot of what uh, was going on during that time, during Noah's time. I really do. I think that our world is seeing, in fact, I, like I've said before, I think our world has surpassed Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, in, in his in his vileness in his evil, and I think judgment is coming. I think Jesus Christ is returning. I think you know I love that song by Steve Curtis Chapman, "Saddle Up Our Horses." Uh, we got a trail to blaze. We got to follow our leader into uh, uh, you know into a whole new new world, new place. And I think that um, uh, because uh, we understand our time is short, uh, we need to. I feel like God is. I feel like Jesus may be saddling up his horse right now. And he may be getting ready to uh, to rapture us back out of here. And remember, there's a difference between the second coming and the rapture. But, um, uh, you know, he may be returning any time at any moment, and you never know. Uh, let's see here. There's, uh, there was also, let's see, Isaiah 6, 9 through 10. Let me get on back over here just real quick. Isaiah 6, 9 through 10. Okay. Let's see, six, nine, and he said, go and say to the people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and blind their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their hearts, understand their hearts and turn and be healed. So, you know, again, trying to get the, the people's attention to see. Um, let's see here. Uh, I think it's Ezekiel 14. on here Ezekiel 14 I think it was 13 through 20 Ezekiel 14 let's see here uh, 13 through 20 
Um, Son of man, when a land when a land sins against me by acting faithlessly, and I stretch up my hand against it and break its supply of bread and send famine upon it and cut off from it man and beast, even if these three men Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, they would deliver but but their own lives by the righteous, declares the Lord God. If I cause the wild beast to pass through the land and they ravage it and it be made desolate so that no one may pass through because of the beast, even if these three men were in it, as I live, declares the Lord God, they would deliver neither sons nor daughters. They alone would be delivered, but the land would be desolate. So it's very interesting. You know, we were talking about it in Genesis, how that was used in a singular form, not a plural, uh, in, regard, in regards to Noah's righteousness. Remember, Noah had kids. Uh, Job had kids. Now, Daniel didn't, but you know, I think it's very interesting we see that here, uh, that they alone would be. So I think it's very interesting. Uh, verse 17, uh, Or if I bring a sword upon that land and say, Let a sword pass through the land, and I cut off from it man and beast, though these three men were in it, as I live, declares the Lord, they would deliver neither sons nor daughters, but they alone would be delivered. Or if I send a pestilence into the land and pour out my wrath upon it with blood to cut off from it man and beast, even if Noah, Daniel, or Job were in it as I live, declares the Lord, they would deliver neither son nor daughter. They would deliver but their own lives by their righteousness. So again, uh, we see this, you know, and remember Enoch was his, uh, Noah's grandfather, and apparently he lived by faith uh, and lived like his grandfather uh, Enoch did. And uh, so I, anyway, I just find it very interesting that um, um, he showed the kind of patience uh, that he did waiting on the Lord. I mean, think a hundred years of, uh, uh, of building what he was doing and trying to listen to God. A hundred years. That's showing a lot of patience, all right? I mean, you and I both know uh, most of our, our attention span is about that of a gnat. And after about a few minutes, we're usually pretty much over. You know, there's a lot, a whole lot that holds my attention. You know, we're used to commercial breaks. We're used to things, you know, uh, our attention is, 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 is not real good. And uh, uh, it, you can always know when I'm really interested in something, if it holds my attention. You know, I can have an idea. Uh, there may be something I want to pursue. And uh, after about few minutes, I'm like, mm, I'm over this. I go on and do something else. Uh, and so that's one thing that, uh, it's like my woodworking. I enjoy it. I like it. It's something that, it's, not, it's just something I enjoy. It just, it, it, it's very therapeutic. It's, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's something I enjoy. But, um, uh, but, you know, you can imagine building this ark and the patience it would take, you know, after about a year, you're thinking, there's not a cloud in the sky. Is this really from the Lord? Is this really going to happen? Two years go by, 20 years go by, and you're thinking, I'm hammering, I'm hammering, there's no rain. <laughs> I hope I'm doing right. Somebody's throwing a beer can at you and call, cussing you and calling you a name, and you're thinking, I hope I'm doing the right thing. You know, 30 years go by, 50 years go by, you know, a hundred years, all right? And uh, so you talk about having patience, and that's something where a lot of us lack is patience. 
uh, and trying to, you know, it's like it's morning. Dad's talking about discernment. And, you know, that's one thing when it comes to discernment is having patience uh, to listen to God and to make sure that is fully, uh, we're going in the direction what God wants. And, of course, you know, Dad gave the, the example this morning of, uh, does it stay on your mind? Is it biblical? Do you have a peace about it? You know, it's not always that cut and dry. You know, you can uh, uh, still be kind of anxious. But, you know, the thing of it is, uh, uh, is is truly seeking the Lord. You know, and Dad made that point in the fact that you can't just be riding down the road saying, is this God's will? Oh, yeah, I think it is. And then do it. You know, that that's not going to work. Uh, it takes that patience. And that's lot of something a lot of people don't want to uh, to deal with. Uh, they, they want an immediate response. They want an immediate answer. You know, and that's one thing. You know, we look at Noah and we look at Abraham and uh, uh, and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself a little bit uh, because this really kind of goes in hand with with Abraham that we're about to read here a little bit. Uh, but it's the fact that uh, uh, a lot of people, uh, they when it comes to faith, they want everything planned out uh, step by step. They, they, they want to see those things uh, and then they'll do it or, well, you know. That really wouldn't be faith, would it? If we could really see everything step by step, we're not taking a leap of faith. Uh, instead, uh, we're, we're just being in our own comfort zone. And so when we, it, sometimes it can be a little scary taking that leap of faith, truly understanding is this God's will. I've had people say, well, I have to, have to make a decision right now. The, the job has to know right now. And, you know, I, I just don't think that's of God uh, that you have to make a snap decision. Uh, to me, you should at least have to sleep on it. Give it 24 hours. Give it some time. Think about it. Um, you know, whatever the situation may call, you, just, you need to have that patience. Wait on God. Seek his, his wisdom. Seek his discernment and truly pray about it. And what the problem is, a lot of people, when they're seeking that discernment, uh, they, um, uh, uh, they get impatient. They want to get ahead of God because they know deep down what they really want. And so instead of submitting their will to God, they want to bend God's will uh, to their own. And so, so they want to get ahead of God. I know because I've done it. See, that's why I can speak from experience because I have done it. I've sat there and, uh, and, and say, well, I'm trying to pray about this, you know, particularly before I come into the ministry. And a lot of you know I've had a lot of jobs, as, as embarrassingly as that is. And and uh, I didn't really have pray about it. You know, I'd be like, well, is this what you want? Well, you know, gosh, look at all the benefits. Look what this has. Look what this has. And yeah, that's got to be God's will. And do it and get in there and be miserable. You know, I've told you all about the time that I didn't even really pray about it. Everybody's talking about how great this one job was in John City. My friends were saying they were making all this money and how great it was. And I put in my application, no phone calls. I have a call, uh, no response. Uh, so, and like I said, I'm not proud of this. It's before I was in the ministry. And uh, so I put on a, a tie and I walked in the door one day and I said, I'm here for an interview. And uh, nobody had called me for an interview. And I said, I'm here for an interview. And the woman says, oh, who'd you talk to? I said, can you remember what her name was? She said, oh, it must be so-and-so. Hold on one minute. And the woman took me back there. And <laughs> this woman was the hiring manager or whatever in HR. And she hired me. Well, I got the job. Yippee. You know, I didn't do it the, the right way. I didn't do it the godly way. I didn't do it the biblical way. And it was miserable. I hated it. I mean, I cannot put into words how much I hated working there. I mean, they would close the gate and lock it so you couldn't leave. I mean, I felt like a prisoner in there. And I couldn't wait. I, as soon as I thought, I I think I gave it a week or two. And I was like, screw this. I'm done. I'm out of here. You know, <laughs> and I, I left. 
And so that was a valuable lesson uh, in the fact that, you know, what you want may not be your, in your best interest. And that's why we had to pray about that. And it goes back to Noah. You know, he had to seek out God's discernment. He did it by faith. And I'm sure it was scary. I'm sure he was, you know, he was sitting there thinking, here I am, 500 years old, and you want me to do what, Lord? <laughs> you know, and, um, and, you know, to show that he was just that righteous in the midst of all this wickedness speaks a lot, even though he was an imperfect person speaks volumes about who Noah was. And I think that's something that we have to do uh, as Christians. We need to pray for that discernment in God's will for our lives. And maybe God's calling you to do something and you don't want to do it. You know, that's one thing I pray about and uh, is that, Lord, let me do your will. You know, uh, I love the church. Uh, don't get, I love uh, being the pastor there. Uh, I love working alongside my dad. It, 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 it makes me so happy. But I pray, God, you put me where you want me. If this is where you want me and this is where I need to be at Fountain Life Bible Church, then that's where I'll be. If you want me in the deepest, darkest parts of Africa, Chicago, or, or Seattle, or California, or Florida, or I wish he'd take me to Hawaii, <laughs> you know, wherever God wants me, then that's what I want to do. You know, I, I just want to be uh, a tool uh, in, in God's toolbox uh, to be used for his glory. And I want to humble myself before God, and I want to be used for his glory. And uh, and that's what we have to be. We have to do. We have to show humility. We have to put away pride. Now, again, I'm not saying I've reached a, a level of spiritual enlightenment and 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 I've I've just I've I've made it. You know, no, 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 no. I still struggle. I still battle. I have to buy pride and selfishness and covetousness and self-centeredness. I, you know, there's so much I have to fight daily. My anger and my temper. Uh, just the other day, uh, someone got smart with me online, and uh, this guy was a being really nasty to me, <laughs> and uh, I uh, uh, he, he owns a business here in the area, and I saw where he what he where he was at, and I wanted to go and have a very personal talk with him, <laughs> and my wife had me calm down and uh, reminded me I was a pastor. <laughs> And I'm not to act that way. Thank God for my wife, or I'd probably be uh, doing tonight's message from uh, the Washington County Jail. So, but uh, but that just shows my weakness. All right, that shows my weakness. That's something I have to I have to battle. But you know, no matter where you're at uh, in this in your walk with Christ, we got to keep the faith. We have to trust God. We have to be dependent upon Him fully, utterly, totally, and completely. Show our dependence upon Him. Don't trust. Uh, your abilities. Don't trust your your, uh, your thoughts, uh, your heart. You know, there's always, what does your heart tell you? You have all these people, what's your heart tell uh, Man's heart says blue wicked. Who can know it? Don't trust your heart. All right? Trust God. Keep the faith. And if God is leading you, then you need to really pray about that and make sure that's his will. Even though it may be scary, you know, let's do that. But like Noah, let's also be God's messenger. All right, let's be God's messenger, and let's be sure that we're trying to tell people, whether it's, uh, it takes today, 10 days, 100 years, whatever, let's make sure we're telling people. They may laugh, scoff, and make fun of us, but let's make sure we're getting the word of God out, and we're trying to tell people that there is hell, there is heaven, and we stay the course in the midst of this wickedness, that we stay the course, we stay true, and we stay true to God's word. We abhor sin, we hate sin, and we show people the way to Jesus Christ. Before you tie something on social media, before you say something to somebody else, is this going to be something that's going to draw somebody to God? Is it going to be somebody that repels them from God? And that's one thing we have to ask ourselves. 
And, uh, you know, when I say that, it made me think of the uh, the lady in Elizabeth and some of the vile things she was saying, even though I don't agree with Black Lives Matter either, uh, but she said some pretty vile things. And to that, and to apparently the guy was homosexual beside her. What she said was definitely not going to draw anybody to God. So that's one thing we have to be sure of, uh, is, is our actually going to draw them to Jesus Christ. And let them, let them mock, let them make fun. Because one day, God's judgment will be revealed. And, and they're going to know in a heartbeat, boy, I wish I'd have listened. Because nobody will be able to stand for God and will, will have an excuse. So let us stay true. Let us stay strong. And, uh, and keep on uh, preaching the gospel and telling everybody, anybody we can about the love of Jesus Christ before it's too late. Just like Noah's Ark, when that door was being shut and all those people were screaming, beating on the side, and the waters were rising, they realized it was too late. One day, we're going to be raptured out of here, and then uh, they're going to realize it was too late. Let us pray. Now, Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for another wonderful and beautiful day you bless us with. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, your joy, your peace overflowing. Uh, Lord, help us each and every day to be a witness for you. Lord, help us to be strong in the faith. Uh, remember, it's not faith is something you give us. It's something that we don't conjure on our own. And that faith will produce good works and we will do it well. And it will be a light in this world of darkness. Lord, for anyone watching this, morning, this evening that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, Lord willing, my friends, at uh, 7.15 in the morning, we will, I'll be back in the saddle and doing the morning devotions. And I apologize for this past week. I've had a very, very bad week. I'm very sick, and, and I appreciate the patience. Uh, but remember those on our website and those on social media, tune in at 7.15 each morning, and we'll do a live devotion to start your day with. So I hope you'll tune in and join us. Well, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous evening, and thanks for watching, and God bless.